Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be! And you know it! With a tear in my eye! The queen of the crop. Acknowledge me. Good evening, everybody. Episode 324 of Top Rope Nation. Ryan Drosty, Jesse Velasquez, Justin Joint, all in the house. We were worried there for a minute that it was just going to be two of us, but we got the technology up and running. Thanks for joining us tonight. Plenty to discuss on this edition of Top Rope Nation. We got The Rock returning on Monday Night Raw. What does that mean for Cody Rhodes? We've got Dynamite. What seemed for some reason to be a kind of a divisive issue of AEW Dynamite or episode, I should say. I'm not sure why, but we'll get into that. And then Wrestle Kingdom 18 happened just last night. One of us was crazy enough to get up in the early morning hours to check out some of it live. And that would be Jesse Velasquez. Jesse, how are you doing tonight? Insomnia kills, let me tell you, especially during the winter time. It's my strong suit. I don't know why. I can't explain it. So you just roll with it. You wake up at four in the morning and catch the last four matches of uh, Wrestle Kingdom, the Tokyo Dome. Love to see it. Dedication. Dedication. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Wrestle Kingdom here in just a little bit. Justin Joint. Now, Justin's mic died right as we we're about to go on the air. It appears uh there it is he's holding up his flaccid mic right now and uh we had we had to use his his cell phone so justin is calling in through his cell phone camera right now on the live stream but we were able to get him on the air justin how you doing man have you settled down cherry on top of a pretty shitty fucking day oh well i'm glad you could join us i'm glad we got it working yep happy to be here well, do you have a drink in the glass at least, Justin? I do. Oh, what do you got? I uh, I already told the story in the Facebook group, but uh, I got off work a little early last week uh, and had a little time before I needed to pick up the boys. So I stopped into a just a local, uh, very small uh, uh, liquor store. And I was looking for Buffalo Trace because I have not seen hide nor hair of that in a very long time. And I know I'd found it there previously, but I'd stopped going because I thought their prices were pretty ridiculous. Uh, but I popped in there and I found Yellow Rose, the whiskey that was recommended to us from Frank. Uh, so I picked that up and that is what is in the glass tonight. It, it is a damn fine whiskey. I don't know. If it'll ever make it to the, you know, the official whiskey of the pod, uh, but it is a, a, a tasty drink. 
It's good stuff. I, I enjoy it. I was glad that Frank made that recommendation. I had no idea you could get it here because I had to bring it back from Chicago where I, I saw it one time and I was stunned that you actually were able to find it here in town. So a nice pickup. Jesse, what do you got? Brandon, real quick. This is a tea Republic Rowdy Rowdy Piper shirt. Ah, yes. Very oh, nice. I know. The, the classic, like it. what, 84, 85 Panther? Yes. Yes, awesome. we're we're about to be booming like Piper in Portland, I think, during yes. this podcast. And I get a feeling we're <laughs> going to be a little bit mercurial or explosive. So in my drink, I slammed some tea while we were trying to get through all of the audio issues because my throat's a little bit ticklish. So I'm going with a little bit of Tattersall gin, about a shot and a half with some Gatorade Zero mixed in. Mm, Hydration, nice. folks. That's the key. Nice, nice. Well, I think I'm getting sick yet again i've worked just kind of woke up with a sore throat this morning so i had to go just in joint route and i've got the uh gunpowder gin and tonic nothing too fancy but always a solid drink it's almost gone now though so <laughs> i don't know i might have to run out of the room mid-show and refill oh it's going down good though it's going down good guys if you're joining us live really appreciate you tuning into the show as always streaming on the top rope nation youtube channel we are also on twitter and twitch right now appreciate your support Hit that like button. We would greatly appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel while you are here. And if you're on the podcasting platforms, check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. We would appreciate it a lot. All right, boys. Dwayne Johnson is back, or at least for one night he was back. Made his a surprise appearance on Monday Night Raw in San Diego on Monday night. Uh, there was rumors about it throughout the day because he had appeared on game day uh, just a couple of hours up the road. And there was a photograph out there on social media where Mr. Nick Khan was in the background as, uh, you know, The Rock was photographed. And yes, he comes out and they were teasing that a former WWE champion would be on the show. And then, of course, they had to troll the crowd. And uh, one of Justin's favorite WWE champions of the last decade, Jinder Mahal, made his way out to throw everybody off the scent. And nobody, you know, nobody bought that. And of course, the Rock interrupts him. You get Rocky out there, you know, doing the back and forth. Doesn't matter who you are. All the, you know, all the trademark stuff. He's going to slap the piss out of him. Ends up giving him the people's elbow. And then he teased that he was going to go out and he asked the crowd, you know, should he sit in a booth? Should he sit at the bar? Or should he sit at the head of the table and everyone went crazy when he said that seemingly maybe teasing something with Roman Reigns uh Justin I'm sure you've seen the segment by now uh what are your thoughts do you want to see the rock wrestle Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania and bump Cody Rhodes oh well I was gonna say just no period and let's move on until you put in the Cody Rhodes part because I don't know how jacked I am for that either. Uh, it just sucks because like, aside from last year, this would have been great at basically any other WrestleMania where you could just throw the rock in there and it's a much bigger deal, but they're in a good place right now, you know, with, with many options, you know, for guys who could face Roman Reigns. Uh, except for maybe Drew McIntyre. I don't think he's much of an option anymore. Uh, who I believe, I don't, don't quote me on this stat, but I thought I saw somewhere he is now 0-12 in championship matches. 
Drew McIntyre. So I don't think he's long for this uh, main event scene in the the WWE. But uh, so, yeah, it's just, you know, if The Rock could have done this around like WrestleMania 38, that would have been perfect. So we didn't have to get uh, Lesnar and Reigns for a third time at Mania. But I mean, he's he is star power. He's going to get eyeballs, but I just don't trust him in the ring. It's been so long since he's been there and he got injured the last time. Uh, He was basically out of breath after fighting for 10 seconds. Um, So, yeah, it doesn't really do anything. In the year 2024, the Rock vs. Reigns just isn't what it could have been in years previous. Yeah, it's been, what, 11 years? WrestleMania 29 was his last real match. He did, like, the six-second thing against Eric Rowan at 32. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's been over a decade since this guy has wrestled. Jesse, what do you think? On top of it all, he tore his adductor, his oblique, and I believe he had emergency hernia surgery after the WrestleMania match 29. Mm-hmm. He's 51 years old, hasn't been in the ring in over a decade. This is very similar to a Steve Austin. You're not going to have a street fight like they did with Kevin Owens. I don't think The Rock's going to be coming out in jeans and some Timberland boots and something along those lines. He's going to be coming out in ring gear, I think. I mean, he, he's fine for the story, I, I guess, because he's back in Philadelphia where he raised the hand of Roman Reigns when he won the Royal Rumble back in 2015 and the crowd just mercifully booed him out of the building and the rock just looked around like what I signed up Mm -hmm. for this. I mean, that's kind of a pretty good play that you could use for this story if you go the route, but I'm not interested in seeing it. I understand why the WWE audience is it's star power. It's Hollywood. And that's just the thing about the WWE. They're really more interested in social media views. Like Ryan said, the clicks as opposed to, I think, coherent storytelling at the top Mm -hmm. i could be wrong i am i'm not sold that this is really going to happen at wrestlemania i mean i i never really have been you know through all the rumors over the years and i I know he teased it and everything and it gets people talking um i mean what do we think about the idea that they could do this at they have another stadium show before that elimination chamber in australia i mean could they potentially do the match there? I, I think there were some reports out there that Australia was kind of feeling out, possibly getting an appearance from The Rock, you know, the Tourism Bureau and everything, that they would like for that to happen. Uh, hell, I'm sure they would if he can work it into his schedule. I mean, but if you can get Rock to do a match in, I mean, that is just over, like, what is that, February 24th, I want to say, or something like that. Yeah, February 24th. I mean, that's like... It's like 50 days away, approximately. That is, in like Justin said, he was pretty out of breath after just what he did on Raw. So he doesn't have much time to get prepped, even for WrestleMania, which isn't long after that. But, I mean, what do you guys think the odds are that they would do the match at Australia at Elimination Chamber rather than doing it at WrestleMania? And then that way, you know, they could have the best of both worlds. They could do the, possibly the Cody match. It's, that's That's even not set in stone. That's what people are thinking but they could still do that at Mania and then also get the headline match with Rock and Roman at a overseas pay-per-view in a stadium. Justin, what would you think of them doing that? Um, I was looking at pictures of that stadium at, at, for Elimination Chamber. That thing's freaking huge. I mean, if they want to sell that place out, you do Rock and Roman there. But the weird thing is, is when you think about both 
the rock and Cody it's, you know, versus reigns. That is, is that it's always been about WrestleMania. You know, you go back to the, the young rock when they originally teased it, it's like, you know, it's not going to happen now. That's got to wait for a big show like WrestleMania. And then you go back to Cody's promo from last year when he's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to personally take that from Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's the thing they've been hammering home, you know, on both stages. Mm-hmm. I, now, my question would be is, because I think if, if, Rome, if Rock is coming in and you're doing Elimination Chamber, you got to assume maybe he does something at WrestleMania too. Like you can do Rock in Roman at Elimination Chamber and then maybe he can – get a, a quick five minute win over uh Sokoa or something at WrestleMania. The other idea is if you don't want to use them for elimination chamber is, is could you do, you know, Roman works twice at WrestleMania, a night one and night two deal, which I love that idea because it, it bumps all these guys who want to be in the main event out of the main event, like Rollins and punk. So that would be freaking hilarious. Uh, but it, those are kind of, my thoughts on it. I, I, I just, I have a hard time seeing him at elimination chamber. It's, it's just all of this for both guys has been about WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Jesse. Hindsight being 2020. I think we've been preaching this on this pod. There's some that have been on the opposite side of the fence. Boy, Cody Rhodes should have won that championship last year. At WrestleMania. Shouldn't he? Yep. <laughs> we said it at the time. And in my opinion has not changed on that. Since no. I steadfast said he should have won, and I, I still believe it. You know, if they actually do rock and Roman, I mean, it's pretty clear that he really is going to pass Hogan's record and they're going to keep it on him till Survivor Series. I mean, I've seen all kinds of speculation on this. Nobody knows what the what the true story is. I've heard nothing on this. There is no reporting on what they're doing with the rock right now. Fightful doesn't have anything. You know, Meltzer doesn't really have anything. It's, you know, one angle I have seen with Roman holding the title is people, you know, speculating that they want to keep the title on Roman because of the television negotiations and that they might believe that putting the belt on a, you know, a Cody Rhodes is somehow going to hurt them in television negotiations and that they might want to wait until they get something nailed down for raw before they switch the title. I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I I hate to break it to everybody, but Roma's not on the fucking television. He's never right. on the TV. So what is he doing for the ratings? Jack shit. Yeah. You know, it, it it's, it's about the WWE as a whole. I, I don't think, you know, you're not really seeing any individual drivers of, of ratings these days. I think that's just a, uh, I don't know. That's a mistake to look at it, you know, that way. Do you think that, you know, like, let's say they're negotiating with Warner. I think what you're saying is true. Absolutely. I agree with that. Do you think the suits would look at it as they just see the stars on the presentation? They see Roman. They even put the rock in that presentation, even though the rocks hardly ever on TV. It's like, you want to own WWE programming, pal? You want the rock? You want the rock to appear on TNT a couple of times a year? You want Steve Austin to appear a couple of times a year? Like, do you think that's enough to put them over the edge, despite knowing what actually happens on television and that these guys are rarely around? What do you think, Justin? Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, You know, you would hope that these executives would be smart enough not to eat that shit up. But, you know, I'm sure they do. Seeing those guys flash on the screen, uh, 
but God, there's gotta be somebody in their ear who like can say like, you know, you're going to see them two or three times. And sometimes it's unannounced, you know, like it was Mm -hmm. with this one with the rock. So like, what's that really going to do for your ratings? Uh, Yeah. It's just, he just doesn't do anything for me. And I can't imagine him affecting, you know, the money they could get from, from a new deal. Mm. What's going to happen in 10 years? Are you going to keep putting Dwayne Johnson and Roman Reigns on these corporate ads to try to get another television deal? You have a problem, World Wrestling Entertainment. Look at your roster. You don't have a guy in his early to mid-20s that's going to be in their early to mid-30s that can be the face of the company right now. You just don't. Cody's going to be in his mid-40s. He's he's not going to be a spring chicken anymore. You're going to have to hope for somebody young from AEW to come over and, and become that guy that's going to be the poster boy. But even I don't see that guy in 2034. There's going to be a lot. There's long-term repercussions to this. I, I will not stand for this dirty Dom slander, Jesse. That is unacceptable. <laughs> oh, it's me crazy Vito. when you think about amazing? it. Dude, it's crazy <laughs> when you think. Like, we've talked about this on the show before, but like I ranted a few weeks ago about how WWE is 1997 WCW right now. Don't get me wrong. They're doing great business. They're in a better spot than WCW was long term. You know, they're making money hand over fist. But the fact of the matter is, the entire top of the card is guys that are 40 years old or damn close to 40. Gunther's 36. You just said, I mean, Cody's going to be 40 pretty soon. Rollins isn't far from 40. When you look to that next generation of guys who are, are going to be the main eventers in five to 10 years, they you're right, Jesse, they're not there. I, I don't know who it's going to be. They are running on old performers right now. And I know like WWE faithful don't want to hear that. But it's true. They just went nuts for Punk's return. And this is a guy in his, what, mid-40s? He's a guy who hadn't wrestled in the promotion over a decade. I mean, they're totally built on old names. And yeah, I mean, it's working for him. And and to Justin's point, it is. it does seem like it's the brand that draws. So maybe this won't come back to bite him. But it is interesting that, you know, when you look at the history of wrestling and you look back at the WWE, WCW, or WWF Monday Night Wars, it's like they're totally in the role of WCW right now. The whole business is built on old talent. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. They, they got to get some people on the pipeline, Jesse. I mean, do you think there's any chance that, cause like in the world of Vince McMahon, you never tease something that you can't deliver, right? Like that was always the thing. And like, and they have officially teased this. Is there any chance that rock did that off the cuff? With you know, with not letting anybody in the back know that he was gonna say that, I think it's possible. I I don't think that they have much control over what this guy's saying. I mean, I think he comes in and does whatever the hell he wants. I I know that his his segment ran long on Monday. I think I heard seven minutes longer than was intended, which is like on t- in TV time, seven minutes is a lot. He was seven minutes over what was allotted for his segment. So I mean that that right there tells me he's doing whatever the hell he wants. He's so. he's bigger than the WWE brand. He made his name in Hollywood. He's more mm-hmm. synonymous, I think, with the everyday person, even though World Wrestling Entertainment's been around longer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Should, they, I mean, don't get me wrong. They want the match to happen. No question. Just, Jesse, that's so unfortunate because his, his in-ring work is so much better than his on-screen work. 
can't say I'm a big fan of uh, the actor Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, he's starting to slide a little bit downhill here too. He he, he peaked back in 2005. I really enjoyed the show Ballers. That was good stuff. I wish it would have lasted long. That's probably my favorite thing I've seen Dwayne in recently is Ballers on HBO a few years ago. But yeah, I, I would agree, Justin. I mean, it's uh, this will be interesting to follow. I I kind of agree with Justin. I have a hard time seeing this happening anywhere but WrestleMania. If it does happen, I'm just not sold that it's really going to happen. I, I could see him appearing at Mania. I could even see him being like a special enforcer in the match with Cody or something like that. Boy, it would suck for Cody Rhodes, though. You know, like if they really are going to do this at WrestleMania, I would if I was Cody, I would totally hold this up in contract negotiations. Be like, you want me to re-sign? I'm getting that match at WrestleMania or I'm out. You know? Yep. Why not? He's got the this is why it's good to have AEW. Like he's got the leverage now. So I I would definitely be using that if I was him. Do, I don't did you answer, Ryan? Does it excite you the prospect of a possible Roman rock match? Not really. I okay. I would I would have been more into it last year. I yeah. think uh, this year, after like all the teases and then it not happening, or another year down the road and then another year down the road, it doesn't do much for me. I I could care less what show it's on. I I think Cody is still the play, and that's what they should do. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't really have a feel right now, and if it's really going to happen or not. But I'm I'm leaning towards no, and I just. I just really doubt the Australia thing right now, but who knows? Who knows? Sadly, two our three opinions are probably going to be outweighed by fifty-five thousand people at Lincoln Financial Stadium. They're going to eat this shit up. Oh, the the crowd will love it absolutely if they do it. I just I think it's detrimental to what they've been trying to do for the last couple of years for sure yeah we we definitely agree. But again, they've been doing their track record. They've been doing this for over a decade. Look yeah. at Punk. He just came back. The reason why he left was because of stuff like this. He's still probably mad at Dwayne for taking his main event spot. And it's still <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just pretty surreal right now. I, I got to wonder set him what the Don't set off like Phil. There. <laughs> Don't set him off. It's too early. Got that, we got that uh, one-year honeymoon period before all hell breaks loose. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Speaking of that, let's get to some AEW here. Before we do, real quick, I wanted a couple of housekeeping items as we transition here. Uh, we had a couple of new people join the Patreon page. So I want to shout out Jay Schmitz for joining. We also had Rick recently rejoin. He had been in the Patreon before, and now he is once again a member. We appreciate all of you who have stayed subscribed as well. I'll put those names on the bottom of the screen once again. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. We had, I believe, six bonus shows drop in January. I'm going to put up the post for our $10 plus tier patrons tomorrow on their suggestions for our January Top Rope Nation Classic show. And we'll see what we'll review on there for January. But we're going to have TRN Unplugged. We're going to have TRN Extra also dropping. You get access to all those bonus shows for just 
$5 per month. The link is here in the video description if you want to support us on Patreon. And another way to support the show is by becoming a TRN Plus member. That's our YouTube partnership uh, membership page. It's $4.99 a month. It gets you the video version of all of those bonus podcasts. And so, you know, you join the Patreon page, you get video and audio podcast versions of the bonus content. You can join TRN Plus, though, on YouTube and solely get the video content. And the last plug I have is actually a sale that's going on right now. And I, I forgot to plug this in the group, but there is a New Year's sale going on in the Top Rope Nation store right now. So if you go to topropenation.com and then go click on our merch tab, you can find our Spreadshirt store. I got it shared on the screen right now. There's a 24% off promotion for 2024 going on for the next four days. So through the weekend, you get the shirt I'm wearing right now, the Top Rope Nation. I love this sport hoodie and get 24% off on that. I mean, that's going to make it pretty cheap. I think less than $30 or something like that for a, a really good quality hoodie. Justin, you've been sporting the TRN hoodie recently on the show. You got uh, Jesse's merch, too, for TRN Unplugged. We got tons of designs on there. If you want to pick up some of our merch, this is a great time. Um, every year, we have a 25% off sale on Black Friday, but 24% off, I've never seen this before, and they're doing it for the new year over on Spreadshirts. So it's damn near as good of a sale as Black Friday. So if you forget, if you forgot to pick up something on Black Friday, here's a chance for you to right now throughout the weekend. Check it out. Um, all right, AEW Dynamite this week. It seemed if it kind of felt like it was somewhat of a reset for the promotion. You know, we had had the Continental Classic taking up so much of the television time recently, which is a good thing. It was an awesome tournament. Um, but we had, you know, now they're pivoting to some new feuds. MJF dropped the title to Samoa Joe. You know, we got a couple of in-ring debuts. Well, one in-ring debut and also a new signee appearing on the show. We got some clues as to where they're going with some of their feuds. Uh, and I said at the top, it seemed to be, for whatever reason, somewhat of a divisive show. But I, I didn't think it was divisive at all. Personally, I was stunned there was anyone that didn't like the show. I thought it was an excellent, excellent edition of Dynamite. I thought Darby and Takeshita had a freaking awesome match together. Uh, I, I thought the opening promo with Adam Cole and the Mass Mend was good you know they laid out their direction what their goals are moving forward adam cole explained why he turned on mjf and everything uh jesse your thoughts in general on the show uh last night he's back anyways i enjoyed the show quite i enjoyed it quite a bit uh the the cole promo i think we'll start there it made sense at least and what here's here's something that i'm gonna enjoy a lot I maybe the resurgence and I'm this might not be for everybody. I have a weird feeling Wardlow's gonna turn on the group. Oh yeah. They're yeah. already teasing that, right? Because Cole said he's gonna win the world title and then he's gonna hand it over to me. And he kind of had that look on his face like, mm, mm, I don't I, know. I don't know about that. I, Go for it, I, Justin. Interject. I fucking I fucking hated that. They're <laughs> already doing that in a better way with Luchasaurus and Christian right now. Why are you True. why are you Fair. doing the exact same story with, with with Cole and Wardlow? I that really bothered me a lot. And I thought Cole did a good job for the most part. Like he, he had crap to work with, but he, he really leaned into the heel side of himself. His delivery was good. Um there was basically no way he could save that overly 
you know, convoluted devil story because like, you know, I was hoping he he would try to make me understand why the devil was trying to like frame MJF, you know, by attacking Jay White, attacking the acclaimed, attacking Hangman. I know he event the devil eventually did attack MJF, but like, what was the point of all that? Because like I did I didn't see the effects of that on MJF or anybody else. You know, maybe if they had leaned into it a little bit and put an, you know, MJF put an emphasis on, on the mental toll that was taking on him or, or something, but like there was just, there just wasn't much for him to do to make any of that make any sense. Um, and then like, you know, if you recall, so the devil and his goons attack Jay white. And then at full gear, Cole, basically kind of tries to help Jay White win the title. You remember him fumbling, fumbling the, the, the ring, you know, like trying to get that to MJF. So like, it was just all a mess. And so you can't really expect him to clear that up in one promo. It's just best to move on, which is what I think they eventually did. Also, I I didn't really care for, or I think they could have done a, a better job explaining the stuff with Joe. Cause it basically just sounded like, well, Joe's my friend. So we helped him out, but we're going to eventually go try and get the title from him, you know? So they got the ring of honor tag titles, but did not try and get the world title. Fine. Whatever. They, they, they made a stated goal of, they are going to go get more gold for everybody. Roderick strong is going to go get the international title. Uh, Tavin and Bennett are going to hold on to these tag titles, but then, yeah, like I said, that, that stupid, you know, Wardlow's going to go get the world title, but then give it to me. No, don't, don't do that. It's already happening with, you know, other people and they're doing it better than you ever possibly could. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's even going to happen. No. I think that's just, this group's just going to internally combust. That's probably going to be what the story's going to be told. I can't see Roderick winning the international championship. It's already fading away a little bit as well, just because Adam's on the sidelines. So we're looking at like a Bullet Club Gold feud with uh, with the Undisputed Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Did you notice when they pointed out, you know, like the where the ROH, I think it was Taven, he looked at the camera and he wanted to point out very clearly that it's the third time they've had those belts because they probably assumed nobody had any clue, you know, based on how that's been positioned on television. He's like, third time. Third time, three time ROH tag team champions. Like nobody really cares, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was the the Joe stuff. I think he kind of alluded to they had done business together. So it was just like, all right, you know, we kind of weakened him for you is how I took that. You know, like they paid him off to to weaken MJF before the title match or whatever. But yeah, you can't ex- you can't expect in just one episode to get everything. But I thought overall. You know, they kind of did what they needed to do, Jesse. And not just that, too. I think the the end of the match, the way that MJF sold the betrayal, that's really implanted in my head over the course of the next three to four months. So when he does come back, and yes, folks, he is coming back, that's when he can get his revenge and try to run through the entire crew. Or we go the other way and the United and the Undisputed Kingdom continues to get inside his head. But wait, but 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 Jesse uh MJF was removed from the roster page on the website <laughs> so he's not in AEW, AEW anymore that's true it's very true 
cannot believe people are still buying this. Like they even leaned into it on TV. He's gone. He ain't coming back. You know, like, no. Did they do that when Punk left? (laughs) You know, did they continue to talk about him? For the record, none of the, it doesn't bother me that they're like kayfabing all of it. Like, I mean, you know, that's fine. That's been, it's been the story, you know, since he came in that he was going to use all of this for his next contract. So I, I have no problem with this. Just, I don't know. Just don't treat it like it's real. Well, there, I mean, there are act to my point, there are actual reporters out there who think he has not resigned. And I just, I don't know. I can't imagine thinking that just the way, like they pushed him as the world champion for over a year. Why would you do that with a guy you don't have signed? Like I said before, if that was actually true, Tony Khan is the biggest fool in on planet earth i i don't buy that for a second he's resigned wwe thinks he's resigned i know they keep they've kept it really hush hush you know this is about as real as him supposedly going to get on a jet and leave vegas that was bullshit this is bullshit he's signed he's sticking around so yeah what do you, what'd you guys think of the rest of the show like i mentioned the to catch the derby match Really good stuff. We got the Mariah May in-ring de- debut. You know, first time we've seen her. We got Deanna Perrazzo making her debut, stunning the crowd there in her home state of New Jersey. Uh, Jesse, thoughts on the rest of the show? To the women, they're making better use of them over the last three to four weeks, so we'll give them credit there. Maybe there's going to be a certain person popping up in the next week or two as well. I could see a Daily's Place appearance from a specific Mercedes Vernado. And then, I mean, it's going to have to be, I know, it's going to have to be built into her contract in some way, shape, or form, which there's no chance in hell it's going to happen. But can we get more than one women's segment on the show? I I just don't see it. But I think they're really maximizing the most out of the the top-tier talent that they have. Mariah looked great last night in the ring, too. Mm -hmm. This Mercedes stuff, I'm not sure what's going on. Because when we were doing our review show on Sunday, someone told me, she signed. She's coming in on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday, it was, well, she's not going to be on the show tonight. I sent you guys a text, I think, Wednesday morning. And I was like, well, apparently no Mercedes tonight. And then um, I saw a guy, Andrew Zarian, had put out a picture on Twitter of a bunch of money in a Mercedes. It wasn't him, but like as a tease. And it's like, is she just playing AEW to get more money out of WWE? Because it sounded like WWE had kind of shut her off from negotiations, like they had closed it down. They weren't going to give her what she wanted. And then the reports were starting to get out there that she is headed to AEW. And then all of a sudden, she's not. Even if she shows in up to AEW, I'm not convinced that she wants to be there for the long haul. Is it just a stepping stone for her to get back to WWE and to get the ultimate payday eventually? I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure at this point that she is going there to, you know, really try to build up the division. Is like, is that what's in her mind right now? Because it just seems right now it's feeling to me like a negotiation negotiations ploy. I hope that's not the case. I w- I would hope she would want to go in there and and make a difference and everything. But it's it's weird how stuff is like it's for sure and then it's not and then it's for sure and then like she backs out and like I don't I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know who to believe on this. With a loss 2023 as well with injuries, things like that, she probably had this idea of doing more and it ended up just kind of blowing up in her face. And now seeing it sounds like Trinity Fatu could be making her way back to the WWE as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the women's divisions on both sides are stacked with a whole bunch of mid-card talent and a handful of main eventers. 
with TV time that is kind of limited because the, the men's stories are taking up quite a bit of that time too. So I don't necessarily know. I mean, like I said, whoever pays Sasha or Mercedes, they're going to have to pony up number one. She's going to have to be the highest paid woman in the promotion, either side. And they're going to have to give her a little bit more creative control. Otherwise, she might just run to Hollywood like she's already done with the Mandalorian. If if AEW, and I'll throw it to Justin after this, but if AEW doesn't get her at all, I mean, they had the appearance from her at all in, but it would feel to me like they dropped the ball on this because I know for a fact that when she appeared at all in, they thought it was set, it was happening, but they didn't want her on TV when she was injured. And so they like they pushed off doing anything more with her for a long time. And it seems like when that happened, all of a sudden it wasn't set that she was coming in and they didn't get her signed even, you know, like they should have locked it down back in August, whether or not they had to have her coming out with the injury. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I agree with you. If, if it was basically a done deal at all in, I, I mean, put the ink to paper to make sure of it, you know, if you have to put in a provision or something there to elongate the contract until she can actually get in the ring, do so. Or if she refused to do that, I mean, just do whatever you have to do that, you know, she's officially all elite. Um, I think her career would be better served in AEW just because she's immediately the top star by quite a lot in the women's division. Whereas, you know, she goes to WWE and frankly, I, I think she's underneath Charlotte and Becky and probably Rhea and even maybe Bianca. So I, I don't know what that does for her. You know, I mean, if I was her, I'd want to go out and trailblaze, you know, really make a name, like do something special in, in a different promotion. So uh, I would be shocked if she didn't end up in AEW. AW should want them want her for so many reasons to make that difference star power to shift some of the narrative. I mean, they're losing to WWE in the minds of, you know, a lot of wrestling fans by a lot right now, like in the perception game and to get her would be a big signing. Not to mention the fact that they got these TV rights negotiations going on. So to get a star of her caliber is definitely going to help. You know, they want to sign her just for the perception of signing this big WWE star after, you know, we've had all this, all the people going over to WWE from them. And so like, you'd think they'd open up the pocketbook, you know, the con family has a lot of money and you would think they would, that they would make this happen, that they would at least offer something in the ballpark of what WWE is doing, if not exceeding that offer. And, and to your point, Justin, you're right. She would have a premier spot in building up this division and doing fresh matches I agree with Jesse. Mariah May looked great in the ring the other night. I'm super excited to see what they do with her moving forward. Big fan. I think it was also awesome to see Deanna Perrazzo out there. She's ultra talented. That's a great signing for their women's division. Adding Mercedes to this too. There'd be a lot to get excited about. So I hope they lock it down. And I hope, you know, all this talk earlier this week that it was finally happening. And then they backed off yet again. That they get something signed, man. And they get this in gear because that's a huge, huge signing for them. 
Yeah, what is she holding out for? That's what I would love to know. Get inside Mercedes' head. Figure this out. That's that's why I wonder is like, is the AEW stuff just a tease to just try to squeeze more out of WWE? I don't know. I don't have anyone telling me that, but I'm just like, it's so weird how it seems to be locked down. WWE's closed the door and then then all of a sudden people are backing off again. I, I don't know what's going on, man. I just well, I have no concrete answer. I would be curious if if maybe she's seen the WWE heating up and, you know, AEW really not being as hot as it once was, and maybe she's getting cold feet about it. Uh, and then vice versa, like I've heard she can be a bit of a headache, you know, and, and AEW just got rid of their big headache. So do they want the possibility of a, of another big ego that can, uh, want things done a certain way, you know? I don't know. I, I don't think that's actually the case. I, I think uh, Tony would jump at the chance to get her in there, but uh, just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Anything else from Dynamite you guys want to hit on? Kanosuke Takeshita. I'm a little concerned in spite of the fact that he had a tremendous match with Darby Allen and give Darby kudos. Like We're going to have to roll out the Roll out the wheelchair and the <laughs> and all the other assortments here pretty soon because he's like Gumby out there just taking shots and just mm-hmm. putting himself back together. It's incredible. But Takeshi is so explosive. But the problem is he's just going to continuously be overshadowed by Don Callis and I think the the unity of the faction. What was the story after he had won the match? Oh, we got a tag team match next week. Takeshi and Hobbs versus Darby and Sting. Are they going to put the? They're going to turn that O into a one, or is Sting going to pose again? I don't know. Sting's going to pose again, I assume. <laughs> you know, yeah. Dar- think Darby so. just lost too, so. I I agree with you though, Jesse. Like it, I, I I think Callus is just you know cinder blocks on Takeshita's trajectory. I the the. His entrance music fucking sucks. I, I don't mm-hmm. think he's really all that great of a heel. Um, I just I just get, even since he first came in, I just get such strong Tanahashi vibes from him. Like, he just seems like a super happy guy that just happens to be freaking amazing in the ring. Uh, now, granted, I, I think Darby was a big, big reason for that. Uh and kudos to Darby. You know, you go back to last January where we got those two amazing Samoa Joe matches. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think Takesh is quite on the trage- trajectory of what of how Samoa Joe's year ended. But uh, yeah, I agree, man. I, I think they got to go back to babyface, get him away from Callis. Um, and then the only other thing I want to say on Dynamite before we change subjects here is I did like that they gave us some directions. We talked about the undisputed kingdom already and how Cole kind of outlined what he wants from all of his guys, as far as going after certain gold, but the end of dynamite, you know, the tease of hangman and swerve, and they've been teasing both those guys going after the world title recently. So we, we're getting direction. We just, we just need to stay focused. As when I say we, I mean AEW needs to say stay focused uh, on these kind of championships. Hangman looked very vengeful. 
just yes. absolute fierceness in his eyes, which we loved, and Swerve with his usual suave and cockiness in the ring, and just he has it all. Daniel Garcia had a very good showing, I felt, last night. Did a very good backstage promo that's you can find on Twitter with Renee Paquette. So they're following up with these post-match promos that you can find on social media to advance character. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, there are a couple of guys trying to hunt Samoa Joe down. You got the Joe promo in the beginning, just saying, I'm I'm the man. I'm I'm staking claim. Yes. Veterans promo. Good, great title holder. We're gonna we're gonna see if he can bring that prestige back i truly believe you will i don't know if i'm really missing anything else because yeah other than that like orange cassidy dante martin we knew that'd be a great match and it was don't know what they're gonna do with this tag division they just bring back private party out of nowhere too that was kind of odd yeah i thought they did a good job working the crowd but yeah Yeah, they've just never really done much for me yeah They, they really need to exercise or you know exercise themselves from Matt Hardy a little bit. Oh yeah. He, yeah. They even threw out the Hardy boys and that promo. And I was like, no, we don't need to see that. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> One more thing. Christian cage, another very good promo, but you can all see the wheels turning. And I have a weird feeling that jungle boy, Jack Perry is going to be making his return in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Planting that seed in his old best friend's head. Well, I hope he's grown as a performer while he's been out taking some acting classes, maybe. Because, man, that heel run was brutal. Absolutely brutal stuff. I'll be anxious to see how he does, though. We'll see how it goes. You know, when we were on the WWE talk, you guys, we forgot to uh, issue a statement about another big piece of news that happened this week that kind of got overshadowed. Mr. Kevin Dunn is out to WWE. Yeah, good fucking riddance. <laughs> Play some celebratory music right now on the podcast, Ryan. Well, I was going to do a little tribute to him, Justin. Here we go. Let me just switch these camera angles around here a bunch of times. There we go. How's that looking on the stream there, guys? There's my Not Kevin Dunn stuff. tribute for you. There's the Kevin Dunn tribute. Good riddance. And we did notice on Raw... Less camera cuts than usual. Thank God. Hunter got his way on this one, it sounds like. Jeez, and you, all you fans out there enjoyed it in 21-22 when Kevin Dunn was doing all this garbage? Oh, I was getting yes, vertigo just to, for, through that last 15 to 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, I was getting it watching those shows. Man, I, I text you guys, I don't know how many times during some of them, because some of these shows I was watching on a projector. It's like this is actually making me ill. I can't. I cannot look at the screen. It is so bad. Who thinks that this is a good way to shoot wrestling? So, good riddance. He's been with the company for a long time, but the company clearly outgrown Kevin Dunn. And uh, I was not disappointed in the slightest to hear that news. Moving on, <laughs> Jesse Wrestle Kingdom. You watched what the last four matches live? I did have a chance to watch. Um, the Danielson Okada match before tonight, but that is the only match I I've seen on it so far. This was the first time I've experimented with the new new Japan world app. And I got to say very good. I was a little, was a little scared when I opened up my fire stick and it said no longer supported. I was like, what the hell? That's because they issued a totally new app. The old one didn't update. You actually have to physically change the app. Uh, but the new one is much, much better, better organized. It did take me a little while to realize that, 
there is not a separate English and Japan video anymore, but in fact, you play the same video, but it has a commentary track that you select in the options when you're streaming it to get the English audio, if that's something that you watch with. Uh, and yeah, definitely an upgrade for the service. Okada and Danielson lived up to my expectations. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. I think we'll get the rubber match here down the line for sure. I was not surprised that Okada went over. I mean, I love the story that they told throughout with Brian working the arm, you know, and them talking about him getting vengeance for what happened to his arm back at Forbidden Door. And he spent the first half of the match just really working over the arm, putting on that submission. You know, uh, he had locked in that submission for so long, looked really good. And then, you know, coming back, the back and forth at the end of the match before he finally took the L and they get the bowing to each other at the end, the show of respect. Loved every second of it, Jesse. Good stuff. There aren't many people worldwide that can sell like Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, he's a gem. I think. I think can't a lot of it. Sweat. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Justin. Can't can't appease this guy's us all. In too good of shape. Yes. Yeah, he's a he's a definite cactus out there in Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> he. <laughs> It, it was it was a really I think it was a really good psychological thriller. Uh, it was so 23 and a half minutes. I actually wish it would have gone maybe a couple more minutes longer with Okada hitting a rainmaker and then falling falling back just couldn't make the cover. Mm-hmm. Love that piece. Danielson's eye swelling again right up right up above when they when Okada took off the the eye patch. We worked it over, pretty much putting the boots to it, very similar to what Danielson was doing. Danielson with the vicious elbows. It was a very physical back and forth. And at the end, showing the respect. All right, I mean, I guess the question I'll throw to you guys is, the third installment, do we do it again at Forbidden Door, or do we do it somewhere else? I, th- I think you got to do it somewhere new. If I mean, yeah. maybe all in. But I, I think it's got to be at a new event, uh, a new place. Um, I mean, personally, I would like to see Danielson end up with the AEW title. You know, so I don't know how that would factor into a rematch down the road. Uh, but boy, all, all in seems like a, a right place for it. Yeah. He took Danielson took a brutal pile driver in this match, too. Oh. Oh my yeah, God. the tombstone on the side. Yeah, that was That's a little right. scary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you if you didn't have a chance to see it, check it out. It it lived up to the hype and then some. Starts off a little slow, very deliberate, and then man, by the end, it is a emotional masterpiece. I'll say that. And then, like you said, Jesse, the respect, the bowing at the end, put a cap on. It. I mean, just think about it. A couple of years ago, do you ever think you'd see Brian Danielson working the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom? I just found myself. Want to pinch myself watching it, thinking just just taking it in and seeing Brian in that setting and how cool that was. I I never in a million years thought we would see that. So just just an unbe- unbelievable piece of business. I enjoyed. Justin, did you have a chance to see it yet? No, I I actually I panicked for a second because I, I brought it up during this. I, I found uh, a way to watch it during this podcast, and the sound kicked in for a second. Hopefully, I muted it in time. Uh, so there's a good Copyright chance I'm going to be watching. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 there's a good chance I'm going to be watching it immediately after this. Although I'm disappointed, what I found is the English commentary. I, I prefer the Japanese. Yeah, they have a new guy, Walker Stewart, 
I really like his voice. Hmm. Like very, very distinct. He's a younger guy too. Mm-hmm. I thought he did an admiral job. He's not Kevin Kelly. It's going to take some time for him to fill those shoes. Yeah. So how much New Japan have you been watching lately, Jesse? Here and there. Not as much as I used to in the last few years, but I mean, I was excited for the the global championship, the match that took place before it, which was a car crash as opposed to the Okada Danielson match. I took yeah. just long notes on this. It was a sprint. I think the only thing I didn't like about it, and of course, if you really are a New Japan watcher, you probably knew it was coming. Clark Connors and Alex Coughlin coming to help David Finley out in this match and just get just inter- interject themselves, but Moxley and Osprey disposed of them within about 60 to 90 seconds. I thought that part was pretty cool. It would have been great to see those two go at it, but I understand why they didn't do it. Finley's the only contracted performer. He held his own in this match, I felt. You could definitely tell Osprey and Moxley were the superior talents in the ring, mm-hmm. but I, I think David Finley's going to do a pretty solid job uh, with this IWGP Global Championship. He's got a lot of heat going, but... Look who his first contender is going to be. Thoughts on that, gentlemen? Nick. You tell us. Nemeth. Yeah. Who? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yes. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw the screenshots of him out there. Yeah. Much better here than AEW. Much better here than AEW. Absolutely agree. Uh, I have not given a shit about Nick Nemeth in a decade. But for some reason, as soon as I, I, I saw the clip of him in uh, New Japan, I was like, oh, fuck, that makes perfect sense. For one, it keeps him off my regular television. But also, I I mean, <laughs> if anybody needs him, if they need that kind of star power in, in, in the way he works in a ring, I mean, it's kind of a match made in heaven right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been very negative on Dolph in the past on the show. I, I interviewed him once, and he was a nice guy and everything, but I just, like, I was very vocal aw i don't really need to see that right now i think new japan is perfect for him so yeah when i saw the screenshots of this i haven't watched that part part of the show yet but when i saw the screenshots of him there i was like all right i could get down with this this is good this is a good spot for him cut about a minute and 10 second promo after because they were cutting backstage promos like minutes after the matches were happening and he got into finley's face they went at it Nemeth held the global championship up and said, I've only been here for 20 minutes and already this title means more to me than it probably ever does to you. You're a coward. You're this, you're that pretty cool baby face promo. Here's the other thing though. Why do you have to drag his brother with him? Did you tell yeah. <laughs> Not fucking good. Yeah. Ryan. Not good. Not good. That's for sure. Uh, how was the main event? Honestly, it was fun. The yeah. crowd was absolutely eating Naito up when he came to the ring. That was probably the loudest pop of the entire night. They were fully yeah, invested you, in in the story. Yeah, I saw you put that on the Facebook group. I, I'm excited to watch it. I just haven't had a t- had time to. I didn't catch Dynamite last night at all, <clears throat> so I watched it after work today, and then immediately went to Brian Okada. That was all I had time to to fit in. So I got to catch up on this. But my my new Japan viewing overall is like way down from a couple of years ago. You are definitely the most plugged into what's going on over there on the show, which is another great reason we have you as a regular host cast member of Top Rope Nation, Jesse, is that you can you can keep us up to date on what's going on in Japan. 
by that content I'll, for sure. I'll do what I can. That's for sure. Shout out, by the way, I've had a pretty sweet back and forth to Jeremy Finestone late last night and early this morning. He's a big time New Japan aficionado, knows more than probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he forgets more than than we would know. So, yeah, I, I honestly, I thought that was one of the better main events in Wrestle Kingdom over the last, I'd probably say since, ooh, maybe Omega Tanahashi 13. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. As a main event. You look at the last six years of Wrestle Kingdoms and the undercard, there's been a match that's always upstaged it. Always. Hmm. Yeah. Omega Jericho at 12, upstaged Okada Naito. Omega Osprey last year, upstaged Okada and Jay White. I mean, did, did Okada an undercard. Did, did Okada and Danielson not upstage the main event? It did. It did, but this was one of the better main events. This was probably the best main event that I've seen out of the last six years. Hmm. Wow. I got to get this watch soon then. Absolutely. Yeah. Get this watch. I know that a I lot guess, of people have, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I haven't watched it yet. I'm super down on uh, Sonata. Uh, and I, I think Naito is a, is a lackluster, lackluster choice. Um, that's not something uh, that gets me excited about viewing new Japan. So I guess maybe as a match, it, it's, it's fantastic, but uh, it just does not get. It does not make me want to watch the product. And I don't blame you. A lot of people have been critical of Sonata's title reign, and from what I've heard, it's rightfully so. But yeah, this match as a one-off was very good. So I think it's going to be a matter of. And again, we talked about this. I believe Justin on Unplugged is that they're in a big-time transitional phase right now. So the older guys, they're starting. It's, it's very similar to WWE. A lot of people well, are still on top, but you at least they have a younger system of guys that are ready to come up and make some waves. And I already have, for that matter, too. I don't know, man. Judging from the results of that Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. match, I think we're getting ready for a reign of terror. The New Japan Television Championship. Sabre Saber held it for a year. And then loses it to a broken down president. Yeah. <laughs> At least it was a lower card championship. Uh, Jesse, before we hit it home tonight, why don't you tell us, what do you got in gear for TRN Unplugged coming up? Got anything in the works? Yes. Michael Jenkinson will be joining me next week. We're going to be covering the beginning, the 1999 first Raw. McFoley shining moment. We're going to wrap a bow on, on the WWF 1998. What our overall thoughts were, because we really dove deep into that over the last 360 some odd days. Uh, spoiler alert, it wasn't as good as I thought it was from 25 years ago. <laughs> Didn't hold up. Tends as well. to be a theme from that era of pro wrestling, attitude yeah. era, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have an interview in the works, so that'll be coming down the pipeline. I also have a couple of old guests of mine that'll be appearing here very soon, and I got to squeeze in ECW 1995 somewhere. Yeah, it's look at such this. He's got all this stuff in the works. This will. This is your five dollars <laughs> a month on Patreon. Sign up, you guys. The the bonus content that Jesse alone is putting out. Let alone 
TRN Classics with all of us. TRN Extra for me once in a while, too. Here's your cell right here. Listen to this man. He is a busy man putting it in for you. And all you got to spend is five bucks a month to get all this bonus content. I, I did the, the actual math on this. Two thirds of our content in December was on Patreon. So if you're listening to us on the main feed and you're not a patron, I don't know what you're doing because that's two thirds of our content last month was only on Patreon. You got to get on there to hear it. You guys, $5 a month. Sorry, go ahead, Jesse. No, I'm getting tired. <laughs> well, if you're watching the video feed right now scan the qr code that's on the stream right now and check out the, you can see all of the benefits you get by being a patron it's more than just the bonus podcast but that that's the primary reason people join and, and we appreciate that support so much that's what keeps this podcast running yeah it's going to be a big year for all of us i i truly feel especially i'm looking forward to next week with all of us speaking of that justin it's your it's basically your show next week your idea uh, why don't you tell them what we're going to be doing on the show next Thursday night? Well, I think between us three, we still need to discuss some of the particulars, but we are doing our uh, 2023 year-end awards, but we're doing it a little bit different. We're doing it in a way I've been wanting to do for a couple of years now. It just hasn't worked out. Uh, we're going to do a draft. We're going to draft, whether that be just be a normal snake or an auction. We haven't decided yet, but, uh, you know, best wrestler, best match, best show. We needed to kind of decide on maybe some of the other categories. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's going to make for a, a mighty fine and fun fight amongst us. <laughs> we might have a guest on that show too. We got to, uh, we'll talk off air about that, but we got a, pe- a few people in mind. So we'll, we'll try to have a fourth on that show next Thursday night. We hope you guys will join us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can join us and get involved in that draft and, and let us know your opinions on the best of 2023 as we go through it and, and try to draft. Any other thoughts on that, you guys? I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The, the draft yeah. shows are always some of our best. Yeah, I, I think this is going to get uh, extra feisty. <laughs> I think so. For sure. One or two of those categories probably will, yes. <laughs> well, what's, it's going to be interesting is you can't just like just select your match of the year, for example, because someone else might get it. So then you have to get down to, all right, what's your number two choice for match of the year? Can you get that in the draft? What's your number three, your number four choice? And just, you know, the order that we have the draft, the order in which you make your selections for the categories going to make it really interesting to see who walks away with the best big board i think looking forward to it great idea by mr justin joint to bring this to our attention our draft guru for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right guys this has been a lot of fun we appreciate everyone who joined us tonight and who got involved or who is you know ever watching this on demand as well we know the majority of these views come in on demand so if you're watching on demand join us for the live feed it's every thursday night 9 30 eastern 8 30 central except for when we're doing those pay-per-view reviews we usually do those the following morning after said events uh so i guess the next time we'll be doing that will be the royal rumble here at the end of the month and that will probably be a sunday morning show but more on that to come in the future for now We hope you guys enjoy your weekend. It's been a fun one. It's been episode 324 of Top Rope Nation, and we will see everyone next Thursday night. Have a great weekend.
Your thoughts and prayers aren't enough. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.